This episode is brought to you by Aircraft Accessories of Oklahoma. When it's time for an aircraft component inspection, overhaul, repair, or replacement, you need experienced technicians you can trust and friendly service you can count on. Aircraft Accessories of Oklahoma, a family-owned business since 1959, delivers just that. Our techs have real-world experience and provide sales, service, and overhaul for piston engine aircraft accessories. We also have limited turbine capabilities such as fuel pumps, starter generators, and prop governors. And we can overhaul propellers ranging from fixed pitch to turbine. Propeller pickup and delivery service is available. And one more thing, mention this podcast to receive 5% off your next sale, service, or overhaul. Visit aircraftaccessoriesofok.com. This episode is brought to you by Genesis Aerosystems, a Moog company and leading provider of autopilots for rotor and fixed-wing aircraft. The Genesis STEC 3100 Digital Autopilot provides increased safety, decreased pilot workload, and is approved for over 200 makes and models. To learn more about the STEC 3100, visit genesis-aerosystems.com. That's genesis-aerosystems.com. AOPA presents Never Again, True Pilot Stories from the World of General Aviation. In this episode, a Civil Air Patrol pilot on an Angel Flight mission realizes the importance of patience when he finds himself nose-to-nose with another aircraft at 100 feet off the deck. Get the story in A Cloud on the Runway by Dale Brown. I didn't think that much about the incident until I briefed my Civil Air Patrol squadron about the event at an annual ground school class for CAP pilots preparing for our annual Form 5 check rides, a mandatory flight review conducted every year. It was a beautiful early morning, midsummer day at Carson City, Nevada. My son Hunter and I were scheduled to fly an Angel Flight West mission in a Cessna P-210 to pick up a patient from Silver Springs, Nevada, and transport her to Palo Alto, California. Because the patient was under age 18, I needed another adult on board, so I tapped Hunter to do the task. I learned there was just one airplane in the pattern as I taxied out, a biplane LSA doing touch-and-goes. The winds were out of the south at four knots, so I announced I was taxiing to the calm wind runway 27. The LSA pilot was using runway 9 until I announced, so he switched to runway 27 and commenced doing landings on 27. I taxied to the run-up area, completed my checklists, and taxied to the runway 27 hold line as the biplane turned final for landing. The LSA's approach to landing looked normal. I lost sight of the LSA atop my high wing as it headed west down the runway, so I waited to hear the pilot announce his crosswind turn, and then I taxi out and launch. I waited and strained to see what was going on. There was no announcement if the LSA was doing a full stop or a touch and go. I waited. And then I saw a large cloud of dust bloom out from the side of runway 27, approximately midfield. It got my attention so much that I immediately got on the common traffic advisory frequency and said, aircraft landing at Carson, are you okay? There was no response. I thought about taxiing across the runway and heading down taxiway alpha to where I last saw the LSA, but then I saw the airplane lift off. Hmm, I thought, okay, nothing happened. I waited until I could no longer see the LSA 
and I heard no other announcements from him for several long moments, so I announced I was taking off on runway 27. I taxied onto runway 27 and did a normal full-power takeoff. I was no more than 100 feet above ground after takeoff when I found myself nose-to-nose with the biplane LSA. The pilot was lining up to land on runway 9 just moments after I lifted off of runway 27. I did a 90-degree bank turn to the right, held it until I heard the stall warning horn, and then leveled out. The LSA passed off to my left just a few yards away. I could clearly see a large black object lodged in the airplane's landing gear. There was not one word on the radio from the LSA's pilot. I guess I was just so flummoxed by what just happened that I stayed off the radio and executed a normal pattern exit to the east. There was nothing on the Carson CTAF frequency until several minutes later when somebody announced they were inbound for landing and the airport was announced closed. I headed out to Silver Springs, picked up my passenger, and completed my Angel Flight West mission. I found out later that the black object in the LSA's landing gear was a taxiway sign that the LSA ran into during the touch-and-go roll. I submitted a NASA incident report about this event, but was told that this was not a NASA safety incident, but classified as an accident, which did not qualify for a NASA safety report. Hmm. I should have waited a few minutes longer to determine absolutely where the stricken airplane was and what he was doing. But he wasn't talking on the radio, so it was tough to figure out what to do. I was on an Angel Flight West mission, so I was definitely under the the get-the-mission-done mentality. My drive was to launch the Angel Flight mission no matter what. I could have waited a few minutes to sort out what was going on. Lesson learned. The Never Again Podcast is brought to you monthly by AOPA, the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. You can find more Never Again stories online at aopa.org by typing Never Again into the search box. While you're there, check out AOPA's mobile flight planning app, AOPA Go, as well as the many free training and safety courses from the Air Safety Institute. Find all of this and more at aopa.org. The Never Again podcast is produced by Royce Earl. Thanks for listening. Fly safely.